Welcome back to Let's Try Roleplay. This is episode one of American Idol, our Call of Cthulhu scenario. I'm Henry, and I'll be the keeper tonight. I'm Connor, and I'll be playing Ralph McGraw, the Ghoul Blaster's paranormal investigator. I'm Robin, and I'll be playing Dr. Athena Osiris Blackwood, the former explorer turned archaeologist. And I'm Stacey, I'll be playing Dorothy Gray, the Ghoul Blaster and paranormal medium. And I'm James, and I'll be playing Dr. Richard Stein, the alcoholic doctor. It's 9am on Tuesday the 10th of February 1925. In front of us we see a a large white building with Museum of Fine Art written across the front. Um, The the part on which it says that is held up, it's sort of like a reminiscent of Greek architecture, four large intricately designed columns holding up a triangular roof of, um, well... What is actually a vast building, two wings spread out to either side of us, um, themselves sort of like Greco-Roman in style, very sort of antiquated architecture, trying to um, mimic the, the the style of the artifacts held inside. Um, you but- said mimic. Triggers! <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>, triggers! <laughs> it opens its mouth and <laughs> the whole building comes to life. Um, it's uh, it's like the, there's like a red carpet. That's its tongue. <laughs> Is this building Cthulhu? <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's it's mid morning, and you can hear in the distance commuters going about their day, sort of like the sound of traffic. Um, while cars don't go very fast in this era, they're probably quite loud, big old engines. Um, and above the icy gusts of wind, um, we hear, in fact, a specific car approaching um it's driven by a large fairly ostentatiously dressed man um looks a bit pompous probably um but you know nevertheless probably quite jolly today um and he seems to be chatting to someone in the back of the car and he stops gets out and opens the back door um and out pops ralph mcgraw <laughs> yes. I, I uh, I'm Connor, and I will be playing Ralph McGraw. Um, he is a 1920s paranormal investigator. Um, except the catch is that he's 12 years old. <laughs> <laughs> he hosts a radio show with um, his good friend. Um, so they, they they live in the uh, McGraw household. It's quite a well, wealthy family, mm-hmm. um, and the maid's daughter 
uh, also was in the house, and uh, so they're good pals, and they both host this uh, radio show um, that they've managed to collect. You know, you know, Daddy's bought them the big expensive equipment to <laughs> shut them up, um, <laughs> and because you know the crack is a, the radio quality is really crackly back then. So actually, the world doesn't actually know that this show is hosted by a twelve-year-old. Um, <laughs> but he made a little bit of a name for himself through doing this. You know, he's got his dowsing rods and the ghosts, you know, move the dowsing rods and, and he, he communicates with them and he goes to spooky places like, you know, friends' basements and, you know, <laughs> like, round the back of the school and, like, the, 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 the old build- the, the building site where they're building the, the new gymnasium or whatever in the school. Um, and, he, and he talks to the ghosts. Um, Using and... his trusty Ouija board. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <getting. laughs> Ouija board. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, he's, he's got a little bit of a, he's got a little bit of a, a wisp. Uh, we're, we're, we're going hard on the speech impediment <laughs> not as an insult but as a tribute to anyone in, uh, who's got a list to Jonathan Ross <laughs> to, to, to one from what sponsored by Jonathan Ross we will see how harsh the, spe- the, the lisp is as I go through the, the, the character voice for this one will just be a, it'll be a journey mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll settle on something eventually so, so what, does he, what does Ralph look like Ralph is, he's a wee, you know, he's tiny. He's, you know, he's probably like four foot eight, something like that. And he's got big glasses, curly hair. He's wearing a a flat cap and he's got a, you know, a sleeveless jumper on with a wee shirt underneath. He's wearing like school shorts Mm -hmm. and some shoes and he's got an enormous backpack Mm -hmm. because I looked up how much stuff you need to host a radio show in the 1920s (laughs) and it's like... A full table worth, and mm-hmm. he's got well half of it. He's, well, he's, he's got it all in his bag. <laughs> Poetic license. Yes, and he's also got a camera because he, like, he likes to take pictures for the to put to, 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 to put. Yeah, he likes to, to post on his 1920s social media, <laughs> <laughs> which is just like posters on like, just like on, of, Yeah, it's just he posts posters everywhere. It's just yes. Insta Telegram, exactly. not Instagram. Yeah. Insta Telegram. But he's uh, so yeah, lives in the household, but this rich family he get he's got various tutors which teach him all of his all, all of his stuff so he's he's quite intelligent and mm. he's, he's well educated um his, so we're using the call cthulhu system so his um power status is highest because you know he sees ghosts all the fucking time so his willpower is massive mainly just because he's ignorant um <laughs> his size is his lowest and things like constitution and strength and stuff those are pretty low but his education and his um, p- uh, power. Those are his high ones. He's very unlucky. His luck roll was shit. <laughs> so very unlucky. But his sanity is pretty high because of his willpower, and he's got nine hit points. So squishy boy. Yeah. Uh, and in t- terms of his stats, he's got stats. He's good at. He's got. He's got. Yeah, he's got some stats. He's good at listening. He's good at spotting hidden things because those are generally things that paranormal investigators would be good good at. Uh, he's good at photography because he's got a camera and he's good at occult stuff mm, that'll nice. do and cool. so so he he pops out of the car and um kind of like walks a bit further on and also getting out of the back of said car we see Dorothy Gray Woo. Played by Stacey. Hey, Stacey! I'm back! Stacey back. <laughs> I know, Stacey's back. Stacey... And there's, there's finally proof that 
Stacey isn't me with a sex change. I think that was the last <laughs> time she go. was on. Yeah. Oh, yeah! See? I'm a real boy. <laughs> no, I'm a real boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, last time you were on was Infinity War. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was ages ago. So long ago. It was. It was. Anyway. But I'm back now. Tell us about your character. Dorothy Gray. I am 15 years old, and I am the daughter of Ma and Paul McGraw's maid. I mean, oh. yeah. Oh, there's something going on there. I don't know who my father is. There's no oh. father, so I mean... What is Paul McGraw's real name? What's his first name? Is it Feathers? <laughs> Please let it be Feathers. I mean, that's going to be... That's gonna Paul. Be, Paul, Paul. Is your mum's name Wallace? <laughs> <laughs> so Wallace and if you don't get shout that, out for I was going to say, if you don't get that joke, you're not British. Yes, Feathers McGraw scared the shit out of me whenever I was a kid. That fucking penguin gave me nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't scary though. I was just like... He was. He's just a genius. No, no, he was. Like, Anyway, yes, go. I am the co-host of Ghoul Blasters, the radio show. <laughs> not um, associated with Ghostbusters. Of course not. Don't say that. Nah, nah, this is way before in the 1920s. This exactly. is way before Ghost, <laughs> we Ghostbusters. We them. <laughs> yeah, they copied us. No, no, no. It, when, it, when it comes around, when they release... <laughs> We have to play this until they they come out with that movie. I know, exactly. Actually, we are recording this in 1925 as well. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, I am the co-host of Ghoul Blasters, and I fancy myself a bit of a psychic medium, meaning I can talk to those ghost boys. Very useful. You don't even need a Ouija board. Don't even need a Ouija board. You got this gal. Um... Yeah, so... She's definitely going to get burned on a stake. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. That's why we've missed the Salem Witch Trials. It's, it's okay. okay. It's okay. We're, we're <laughs> I good that was, I think that was a while it. ago. Yeah. <laughs> Same area, though, but, you know. That is true. Oh, <laughs> I'm quite Fuck. similar to Ralph in the fact that my power is really high. I've got really high constitution as well. Mm, nice. Um, I've got great skills. You've got a wonderful drawing, I've I got, see. <laughs> While we were setting up, I drew a beautiful <laughs> stick figure in my little portrait box. <laughs> um, yeah, I've got really good spot-hidden skills. I've got great sleight-of-hand skills. Pretty mm. much into that occult shit, so I've got a lot of that as well. And yeah, just having a good old time. Mm. What does she look like? I'm wearing the... 1920s equivalent of overalls which is probably still overalls still overalls <laughs> that I borrowed from my mother they're and black and white there like a shirt <laughs> oh <my God>. wow <laughs> why genuinely when I was a kid I used to think of olden times as being in black and white <laughs> I, it was wasn't it no no but apart from like because all you ever used to see of olden times was black and white including the movies and stuff but like old like Medieval stuff was in colour and so like Lord of the Rings, so I thought it was colour and then there was a period. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, because Lord of the Rings actually happened. The Lord of the Ring times, yeah. Do you know what I'll do for you? I'll do black overalls, white shirt, Wednesday Adams, black hair. Oh, <laughs> there you go. I Ooh, love it. Very I like so now we're now we're fucking with the Adams family and Ghostbusters possibly suing you. Oh Jesus! I don't know who Wednesday Adams is. I think nope. we should we should probably make it pretty explicit that Paul McGraw definitely fucked. The oh, maid. Paul McGraw! Made <laughs> <laughs> so not that not that we know it. I mean, maybe Dot does suspect. I think, I think Dot's I suspect. getting to that age, yeah. but yeah, Ralph. Ralph. Definitely thinks that you're just Ooh, absolute right best pal, but definitely not his sister. Right over his head. 100%. So we gotta really watch out. There's not some stuff. 
shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually about to say that. Does does mm. we Ralphie have a wee thing for the older for the wee we older Ralphie bitches? is twelve. We, I ain't going there. We, Ralph, we Alfie has no love except for the paranormal. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea that the whole thing started as I was like a really bad influence on you, and when we were younger, and I just told you ghost stories before you went to bed. Because I went like, wrong. And I'm like three it. years older, but like yeah. accidentally summoned a demon. <laughs> like... and, then, and then I managed to convince you that you're actually a psychic medium. What kind of make a, a radio show? We gotta get rich. Daddy, buy me a radio. Daddy, buy me a radio. <laughs> so, so um, Paul McGraw uh, says goodbye. Probably doesn't get a hug because it's the 1920s. Um, to Ralph and um, goodbye, maid's daughter. says goodbye to Maid's daughter. <laughs> goodbye, daughter. Um, maid's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely that goodbye, daughter of the maid. <laughs> goodbye, my greatest um, mistake. Gets back in the car and uh, dri- drives off. And just as he drives off, kind of in onto the screen, drives another black car. Oh. Um, but because it's black and white. Yeah. <laughs> um, and out gets. Guten Tag. Oh, I'm looking go. at James here. Putting on my glasses. Oh, here we go. I have props for this one. <laughs> I should probably say Connor's wearing a flat cap and goggles to get into character. Oh yeah, but James is wearing some amazing glasses. Fucking reflective goggles. So every time it's like no, there's the a disco ball. Well, on, on my character sheet, it does say. Well, actually, Stacey, tell me what it says. On my oh, I have a whole list of, of items. Of our ghost, our ghost blasting, what, what, ghoul blasting. Henry was very upset with us when we made this list, but. I have two pairs of spirit seeing goggles. Which I'm currently wearing. <laughs> anyway, to James's prop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> tag? tag, yes. I'm wearing the, the, uh, the glasses I recently bought because I shall be playing Sexy Sifipio at uh, the upcoming or just past if you're listening to us this Halloween. Um, <laughs> in the real world, not in the Cthulhu It's basically one. if C-3PO was a golden gimp. Uh, yeah, yeah. So James is playing yeah, golden gimp C-3PO. I've, I've just seen. You've just seen my shirt, yeah. The shirt. Yeah. It. This, this, is, this isn't in game. James has like a completely golden gimp shirt. Yeah, <laughs> of course, it is not in game because, as I have said, this is all black and white. <laughs> and I hope everybody who listens sees this in black and white and seconds. Are you just wearing the shirt and the glasses and for nothing Halloween? else? It's Dick stretchy. Down. It's a stretchy shirt. This you're gonna have to explain that it's see through. I'm gonna be. Stu- I'm gonna be. Stu- <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna look more like gold member. <laughs> member you, of Spando Ballet. Are you more gay, Elton John? <laughs> no, I will be stood next to a C- an R2D2 girl. It shall make sense, hopefully. Good, <laughs> yes. good. Right, anyway. so in, in, in 1925... Back in 1925, I was... Mm-hmm. My name is Dr. Richard Stein, which I have been told is actually Dick Stein, but as a German, I do not know this Dick nickname. Dick Stein, <laughs> Dick Stein. <laughs> you may not call me Dick. <laughs> big Dick. Um, no, actually, size is 50, so not very big Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Not very, not very powerful, is so. oh. <laughs> yeah. So I have a um, yeah. So I, I am a I'm a, a surgeon, mm-hmm. um, a doctor man, uh, Doctor Richard Stein. Uh, he's a doctor of medicine. That's his occupation within the game. But he's a 54 year old man who was born in. Um, sorry, I'm going to say this just in his accent for comedy effect. He was born. <laughs> you take the glasses off. Accent off. Glasses on. <laughs> accent <laughs> on. And he's, he was born in Dinkersburg. I promised I would look up how to say that before I did this, but I did not. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, he lives in Berlin. 
Um, so yeah, being a, being a surgeon, um, he's got high intelligence. Like intelligence and education is highest things. Uh, his constitution is sixty, dex sixty, so they are okay. And then everything else is pretty shit. Like his strength, his size is is pretty crap as well. His power is the smallest because. Uh, his basically his mental stability is not great. He's not a great looking dude either. I've just noticed appeal appearance is fifty. So I bold. feel like he probably he looks bit. bold, not trustworthy. Patchy moustache. Mm. Oh, Ooh. patchy moustache. <laughs> Definitely not, got a moustache. Not patchy at the edges though. We're not. <laughs> we're, 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 we're just part. over ten years too early for that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hope someone got that joke. Uh, <laughs> he, um, yeah, so his power is very low. He, he served in World War One as a trauma surgeon. Like, he was sort of kind of like... A, he was actually... He's not a bad guy. He's, he's mm-hmm. actually pretty decent. Um, so he operated in, like, both sort of, like... Yeah, of course, he was on the German side in World War One, but he operated on German soldiers that came in, but also, like, prisoners of war and anyone else that came in. He made did his best. To, he wasn't just, like, doing his job. He did his best to try and save every life he could. Um, he has saved the life of someone in this campaign. I won't mention mm-hmm. so Henry can go into that later. Um, none of the players, but an NPC. Um, yeah, apart from that, his sanity is low because his power is low, so he's basically kind of insane. He's also a functional alcoholic. <laughs> um, he, he, yeah, he's very, he, he, he drinks a lot. I don't know what the German drinker choice is. Um, Pilsners, probably. I don't know. Club, yeah. club mate. Club, <laughs> what? Club, oh, club mate, oh, when me and Robin were in Berlin. We it was to... nice in Berlin, but here it was just mean. Yeah, they started, <laughs> they started selling them somewhere in Glasgow recently that was fucking It was gross. gross. It was... Oh, I remember you gave me some of that. Not oh, good. Not oh, good. It, was oh it was a flying duck, wasn't it? I was just... <laughs> oh, it's, a, it's absolutely rancid Not drink like anyway. important, just don't work for it. Don't you know, your, your legs are vice beer. But, well, I, he's he's a bit of a spirits man. I think he probably likes whiskey. Um, whiskey and bourbon were the like. Just because saying whiskey in a German accent is hilarious. Um, <laughs> but he yeah he has a hip flask which he currently does have on him. Mm-hmm. Nice. It's quite an ornate silver whisk fla- uh, hip flask. He's kind of he's kind of well off. He's not as rich as quite as rich as um the twelve uh, year old the McGraw <laughs> <laughs> the McGraw family. Is he a bit raw about that? <laughs> is he is he a bit McGraw about that? <laughs> well, he spends a lot of his money on alcohol. Um, <laughs> His hit points are 11. He has, you know, that... Th- you know when you're drunk? <laughs> <laughs> you can ignore the thing. Need I say more? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, being, yeah, being a surgeon, he's, he's, he's good at first aid. He speaks a bit of Latin. Well, not really speaks it, but he has Latin. Um, speaks English and German, obviously. Um, he's quite decent at mechanical repair, medicine, persuasion psychology he's good at science biology and pharmacology and then also like the other things that he's kind of good at that aren't part of his career he's also a little bit good at do- um, sort of driving he can drive um, and he's also decent at spotting hidden stuff which I suppose being a doctor you probably ah there's your cancer <laughs> probably something like that and he's also a good listener can you see cancer I don't know can you <laughs> if it's big it's, enough if it's lumpy have you this is what I want to know have you done like uh, how are you going to play a doctor? Do you know anything about it? Like, like to be I've a doctor? I've done some research. <laughs> I cannot wait. I cannot. Yes. If there's any doctors that listen to this podcast, do not judge. <laughs> do not judge. So, if you're sharp and removing the leg at the elbow. <laughs> but yeah, but we can say that to anything. Else. If there's any sorcerers listening to the podcast, don't judge. Oh us. shit! <laughs> They're already well pissed off. <laughs> Real psychic mediums. So no, yeah. Apart from that, yeah, he carries. So with him currently, he has like he's. He's dressed in quite a nice um, black and white suit, mm-hmm. but like you know how like they those times they have like the curved collar thing, yeah, like a bit like that. Like um, 
He has a bow tie. Like the ones the Nazis had. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't. Look, we don't have I've to worry always... about the... the Nazis aren't yet. We don't have to worry about them. Well, I mean, well, they were. Well, they, they were. They were. They were on the on the rise. They weren't a problem yet. Look, <laughs> we're pre-Nazi problem. Uh, the Nazi epidemic hasn't really occurred. Um, yeah, so you know, he's in one of those suits. He's got a waistcoat. He's got sort of like kind of those sort of like nice suits. He doesn't wear. He wears a bowler hat. Definitely mm-hmm. wears a bowler hat. Um, but he has and like a bow. his hip flask underneath it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Strapped to it so we can take him off. <laughs> and drink from his hat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and he has, in one, in his left hand, he just has an umbrella. Perfectly mm-hmm. normal umbrella. And in his other hand, he has a doctor's bag. Cool. Because he carries his doctor's stuff with, around with him. Which is sort of his excuse of just having alcohol on him mm. at all times he does have a couple of hip flasks in there in case mm. he needs to numb people or himself well exactly he has, he has excuses it's like, that's medical stuff so not, you do not oh, excuse me you do not need to worry about that <laughs> okay so he um, he steps out of the, the, the I assume like taxi mm-hmm. um, I don't know if there were taxis in this time but there are now yep um, and like takes a few steps away and that car drives off and then um, a bit of time goes by <laughs> <laughs> uh, and just eventually for reality if when cars happen <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then um, a few uh, few minutes later probably a little bit late um, <laughs> at drive... least like an hour late probably... <laughs> <laughs> gonna be honest about this a few minutes later oh, we'll say just, just for reasons oh. um, uh, walks up so yes I will be playing um, Dr. Athena Osiris Blackwood. Ooh. Oh, that's fucking cool. So, I, like I have... Oh, I'll figure out the voice when someone talks to me. I <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> will we'll be working... take my glasses, try it now. We'll be... We'll be... <laughs> She's just going to start talking like a German. <laughs> or well, a hippie. <laughs> <laughs> like, man. No. no I'll, I'll figure it out when someone talks to me. My dude. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so, Doctor, as she does have a PhD. Um, so, she's a 75... Egyptian, Egyptian, ar- Egyptian archaeology history Egyptology, Egyptology. Okay. work in progress like I said Egyptian shit it's been a long time <laughs> since her PhD mm-hmm. um, and she somehow forgot it <laughs> okay, so yes she is a 75 year old woman mm-hmm. she was a former explorer in her younger days but um, kind of started tinkering down when she hit about her 50s and 60s um, so she's just sort of an archaeologist she's a collector she collects a whole bunch of random Egyptian shit when she was younger she toured Egypt Africa she was mm. born in Egypt her parents were also explorers as well mm-hmm. and I've <laughs> retconned it in that um, <laughs> her grandparents helped discover the Rosetta Stone oh, which is what they cool. used to um, translate hieroglyphics for the very first time mm-hmm. retconned like um, fair don't check the history of that. The yeah, timeline. Don't, don't check the history. Even better if you do, and her name is there. I know. <laughs> um, so yeah. So as I said, she was born in Egypt, so she has a great love for the place, which will you know, play because a lot of our stuff will be revolving around Egyptian history. Um, she's a very stylish older woman. So imagine like a stylish Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren is stylish. Imagine Helen Mirren. Nineteen <laughs> twenties <laughs> Helen Mirren. Oh, hundred percent. What I'm thinking about now is just Helen Mirren. I know, but she's wearing like so a she very. She looks like Helen Mirren. How old did you say she was? 75. Guten Tag. (laughs) 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 Uh, She's not talking out of my edge. Aren't you like 50? (laughs) 
54. <laughs> Older lady man, they know a lot. Um, I know a cool golf in I see one. I mean, you might be able to do a little thing for arthritis. Oh. Oh. Those creaky, creaky joints. Those creaky <laughs> bones. Would you like to check out your hips? <laughs> it's what, how about, how about you, a prostate exam? <laughs> you know it's worse when the hips are creaking more than the bed. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh you, you're nasty. <laughs> but, um, so, so she's wearing like a floral styled suit. Mm-hmm. Um, she's very smart heel. She has a cane, which is actually a sword. Um, sword cane. Fucking awesome. Sword cane. <laughs> she's um, so badass. So from again from her exploring days, so she was she's used to being in like the rough and tumble, but now she's a bit older. She's not very well, but she's still she's still pretty agile for her age. It's um, a sharp sword. She can. Put she's a sharp sword. She, she can, she's still to use it. Um, she's been engaged many times in her life. Um, she had a fling once with Indiana Jones's grandfather. Because mm-hmm. I'm working out the timelines, I realised <laughs> we did the maths on it this didn't one. work. Um, but he was too needy, so she let him go. Um, <laughs> too needy. <laughs> so he moved um, to Indiana. <laughs> um, so yeah, she's probably she's the richest so out of all the characters. Where but, is she um, from? She was born in Egypt, educated in England and Egypt, and then currently lives in New York, where she has. So is she Egyptian? No, her parents were English, but they were all explorers uh, as well. Okay. So she was born on like one of the dig sites. Okay, yeah, most likely conceived there as well. Right. Um, wow. Need something. Getting Randy's tents. Exactly. They were digging deep. Tell you what, sand is rough and irritating and it does get So, yes, as she's an older dame, um, her worst stats are she's pretty, you know, maybe about five foot four or something. So she's pretty small. So her size is her worst stat and so strength and dex. Her highest stat is intelligence um, at 80, followed by oh, par yes. at 70, because she's quite experienced. She's had to put up with a lot, explored a lot, she's seen a lot, so she's pretty strong in her constitution, mm-hmm. um, strong in her mental par. Um, she's also very well educated as well. Mm-hmm. Um, hit points are nine, so because she, she is old. I mean, uh, yeah. you know, she can't really take a hit that well. But um, <laughs> oh, God. Her, her luck is 70. Because she's lasted yeah. until she's 75 in the 1920s. Yeah. So, you know, she's, she's been pretty she's lucky. Lived, she's lived, lived 75 years in the 1920s. That is impressive. Yeah, that's <laughs> 50 years past, I think, what the average life expectancy of Glasgow was at the time. I know. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. My, my complete and total image of um, your character is Linda Hunt. Um, have you seen NCIS LA? The girl, mm. the woman that plays um, Hetty in NCIS LA. Oh my god! She's a god, short, yes. very badass old woman. Yes. Yeah. A picture Edna Mode. Yeah, Edna Mode, Edna but older Edna and more. Edna like, Mode, but more Helen Mirren. Me. Yeah. I'm just looking. thinking of Helen Mirren. Yeah. yeah. Wait, wait, no, wait, no. Wait. Helen That's what's going to get me through this. <laughs> you, know, you know, you know, it's Helen Mirren. Not, Is it? Yes. Um, what have you been saying? Helen Mirren. To be fair, I thought, it was, I thought it was. <laughs> I thought it was Mary Berry for years, like Merry Christmas. It it's Mary. Mary. It's Mary Berry. Berry. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, why? Why? <laughs> that name's not yeah. Mary Berry. I, what, like what were her parents thinking? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. What was Dick Stein's parents? So, <laughs> as as um oh. Yeah, so um, just to say very quickly, so her language, she's another language, which is hieroglyphics. Mm-hmm. Um, she basically has most of the skills that the archaeology class has, but also it, 
bits in things like charm. She did a lot of lecture and a lot of teaching. She had to bribe a lot of people to let her go on digs and do stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, she's had a nurse. Uh, I know, you wouldn't say no. Um, she's good at fighting, she's good with a shotgun and rifle. Um, Shit. She's good at mechanics. <laughs> Navigation, occult as well. As mm-hmm. I said, she's seen a lot, hey. so she isn't... So she's very aware of what's kind of happening. Um, yeah. And it doesn't really, you know... Is open to, you know, understanding what's in front of her. Um, and also very good survival and tracking things as well. Again, she seen some cousins? I would have thought, yeah, because she would have explored a lot of pyramids yeah, and stuff. Yeah, she'll have... Um, like, old tribes and whatnot. She would have seen a lot of shit. Yeah. She'll have, like, researched, like, Egyptian magic rituals and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, like, what their superstitions and beliefs about the world's were. So mm-hmm. that's why she's good at a cult and things like mm-hmm. that. Does she believe in curses? And stuff. Does she believe in all the like the gaudy stuff and the mystical stuff? I would say she may not have witnessed it personally, but is open to believing. She's wary of it. Mm. Like, piss off the curse. Yeah, so she's mm. like, you know, don't yeah. fuck with that piece of. Don't touch that if you're not meant <laughs> to touch it. In a way, mm-hmm. let someone else touch it, and then they get the blame. Yeah. Anyway. I'd like to yeah. comment that the reason Connor hasn't been speaking recently is because he's been slowly wrapping himself up in a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to say that the reason I'm wrapped up in a blanket is because this flat is fucking freezing. <laughs> the studio. The studio, sorry. Yeah, we, so. we didn't pay our heating bill. <laughs> Send us money. <laughs> so, as, as... Sorry, what's your character's name again, Robin? It's Athena Osiris Blackwood. So, as Athena walks up, she's kind of holding it in her hand a flyer um, which is part of sort of why she's here it's been if you live in Boston at this time you'll have seen this flyer it's been thrown around everywhere young boys on street corners shouting it out Um, Egyptian extravaganza for one night only the fabulous finds of noted explorer and Egyptologist Professor Arthur Ormond will be on show to the public at the Boston Museum of Fine Arts incredible artifacts including the fabled idol of Thoth will be on display for the first time don't miss this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. 7pm, Thursday, February 10th. What fucking kid was that? Yeah, the kid was this... <laughs> is that, oh wait, no, it was Morgan Freeman. That, that was Morgan Freeman. Why, why are kids in Boston's <laughs> voices so low? Oh, they just are. Who's this professor? Would I know smog. this professor? You, you probably would have known... Of, so each of you, for a different reason, is here. Um, so starting off with... Um, cool blasters! <laughs> yeah, starting off with the cool blasters. Um, you, you, you have... A fairly, you have a surprisingly successful radio show. <laughs> Damn um, right we do. <laughs> and and Has trying it got a to cult following. Yeah, it does. Ah! Yeah. Um, trying to sort of drum up even more hype and s- talk about uh, this great once in a lifetime show. You've been invited to an early showing of um, this this exhibit, so you can give your opinions on it and um, given a radio show potentially later in the day. Um, it's it's kind of. I imagine it's kind of like get get publicity for it. So like, yeah. if people are listening to the radio show, they're like, "Oh, cool, go along to that." Mm-hmm. So these people have like said, "Oh, can you come on and try and get more people to come on?" But we are taking it completely seriously. We are think we are in there to check whether there are any <laughs> like. Like there are any sort of spirits in mm-hmm. there that could harm later people, so we are being we're deadly serious. We're taking our jobs so seriously. Yeah. Um, <laughs> What's your character's name, James? Dr. Richard Stein. So, Dr. Richard Stein has actually been invited for a a different reason. In the war, um, or thereabouts, uh, Arthur Ormond was injured in some way. And Mm -hmm. 
the the surgeon that saved his life was you yourself. Yes. Um, and yes. you're not entirely sure what process you've been invited here by. Um, you didn't hear from Arthur himself. You actually heard from you. I think maybe his cousin or his brother um, uh, sent you. You got a message saying, "Ah, oh, would you like to come um, probably visit says in, Boston?" In, in his address book, it probably says, "Save my life that once." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, would you like to come to Boston? And because uh, perhaps Arthur told you about while he was healing his his great collection of Egyptian artifacts. Mm. Um, and you yourself, Athena, you've been invited along because, well, you're probably one of the leading researchers and leading professors in Egyptology. Woo! So if anyone in, in Boston, at least, probably from the Miskatonic University, which is actually in the nearby town of Arkham. Um, Arkham. Yeah. It's where... Asylum. It's... <laughs> uh, the name Arkham actually comes from H.P. Lovecraft stuff. Mm. Ah. I don't know that Can I ask Professor Arthur Wobba? Uh, Arthur Ormond O-R-M-O-N-D Because I'd rather not go up to him and be like Professor Hi (laughs) In a character voice Is that Alf? What's his name? Professor? Arthur Ormond Ormond? I've just wrote Ormond Ormond Or O-R-M-O-N-D Ah, nailed it Not how I spelled that I just had like uh, Jorah Mormon in my head (laughs) And it's the idol of what? Hothoth T-H-O-T-H. Oh, T-H-O-T-H. Ah, yes. Is she hear, is, 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 um, is, uh, what's her name? Athena. Athena. Is she, is she hard of hearing? Does she hear, like, Arthur Almond? <laughs> no, she's, she's very sharp for her age. Sharp. Very sharp. So, so is her sword. As, as the, 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 the group of you kind of, not as a collective, probably, you're kind of standing roughly around the doors mm-hmm. of, um, the Museum of Fine Arts early in the morning. Um, the doors open and a sort of portly man, big sort of like red nose, pockmarked face, balding with just hair around the sides, um, kind of waddles out. But he looks to be in uh, like a proper like fuss. He's, he's, he's red in the face even more than you'd expect for a man of his size. Um, and he's clearly very flustered and he begins to run down the stairs and... As he as he comes up to you, he's, he's just like, I'm, 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 I'm so sorry. I, I realise I'm late. There's been a, a, a disaster. Um, I'm, I'm assuming, and he looks at um, the, the doctor and the professor, and says, I'm assuming uh, you are and um, uh, here for the, the, the early showing um, of uh, the exhibit. Yeah. Um, and and, and <laughs> are, these, are these your children? Excuse me. Excuse me. I I, th- I think you'll find you you might you might have heard of me. I am uh, Ralph uh, Ghost Goldblaster um, from the Goldblasters um, radio show. Um, we are here representing with me and my friend Dot, and we have come to investigate your um, your exhibits for if they're harboring any evil spirits. Uh, well, well, I was expecting someone. Oh, it's, bit, excuse me, young, young child. Did you just say Goldbusters? Go, yeah. Not go go blasters. Bla- I, I would say I'm a, for copyright reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I, I myself am a massive. Yes, these children are with me, sir. Uh, very well. Well, you say investigation. Uh, I'll be honest. Uh, right now, that's kind of what I need. Oh, um, sick. Well, wait some, on it. Something's gone. <laughs> something. Something dreadful has happened overnight. Thieves. Thieves. Scoundrels have broken into the museum and they've they've stolen the idol of Thoth. It's gone. <gasps> So it looks like the reason I am here is no longer about I shall see you later then. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm, good, good sir, and you are? I am Dr. Richard Stein. 
Oh, I'd heard from all the Ormond family that you you would be, you would be coming. Is um, anybody hurt? Uh, <laughs> no, but, but but a man of your intelligence could d- definitely be used at a time like this. People may get hurt if I get my hands on the people that stole for this idol. Um, Excuse me, sir. Wh- this is not what we came here for. Why why have you not called the police? I have. And the, the, it's it's. Uh, I'll explain more inside. Come, 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 come. Did you call the wrong number? <laughs> Did you call the? Who are you going to call? <laughs> <laughs> I am a piano man. I don't know the rest of I the words. Far, I come from far What do you play? I play the banjo. Funding like a like a ding dong dong. So you'll be uh, halfway through, so uh, you'll have just listened to all of our character introductions. Mm-hmm. Mm, you guys have probably figured out what happened already. <laughs> like, figured out the story. Mm. Well, from McGuire. Oh, yeah. for Richard Stein. Uh, yes, yes. We've got some... But what about you, Robin? Who did you play? Can you remember the voice? Can you remember the name? Can you remember anything? It See, was like back two weeks. I don't remember the name. I'm not going to lie. Listen back to it. My accent wasn't very strong, but I was... No, no, no. It was, no, it was, it was You are wrong. Yeah. I was... Yeah, because no. we were just really? editing it. Yeah. I was so good. It just reminded me of you in 50 years' time. Mm. Or oh, probably... You know, From England. Better. Yeah, yeah, just, just, just incredibly sassy, and oh, yeah. yeah, no, I, I thought it was a pretty good presentation. Okay. I thought it was good. Yeah. Okay. okay. Rate right. one out of eight. No, ten. Whatever. Eight out of eight. It's great, mate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> How good was Stacy? Oh, Stacy was really good, and she really enjoyed playing. Yeah. Yeah. Good. yeah, she really loved it. This is exactly the sort of shit that gets her hard. <laughs> um sure why not um sure. i don't know I, was, I don't know why i said um, um <laughs> oh no you, you've um, elected yourself to an um now. i think we should all do um, um three two one um. Um. hope you like the middle bit yeah <laughs> so um call of cthulhu i've been wanting to play this for quite a long time and i've basically mm-hmm. just been annoying these three bugalugs with me telling them Cool things about Call of Cthulhu for a while, and then Stacy said she wanted to play as well, so we finally got around to it. Quick question: Out of the four of us, who could right, you have to exclude you? Out of the three of us, which one of us can spell Cthulhu correctly? Oh, me, I can, I can, I can. I logged it into my autocorrect. C T H U L H U. That is correct. I don't know if that's correct. I it can't is correct. What you said. Oh, um, you're dyslexic. You can't, mm. you can't spell dragon. Yeah, but I spell Cthulhu by trying to write Catholic, and then I just... <laughs> <laughs> and they're also correct, just because... <laughs> you actually... What? No, 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 I mean, like, because I'm dyslexic. I would just try and spell Catholic, get it wrong, and it would say mm. Cthulhu. I thought that's, that's what you actually did, I actually did that. No, no, I would not imagine that, that would be good. 
So, Although every time I type Firebolt, whenever I message you guys about Firebolt, it autocorrects it to full caps. Yeah. <laughs> With like several exclamation marks after it as well. I actually well. have my phone set up, so if I type Plagis in, it autocorrects to the full of the... Have you heard the tale of the Darth Plagis the Wise <laughs> monologue? We have all received all right, it several yeah, times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Henry... Mm. This was not a story that you wrote. No, it was not. Um, this was written by uh, a guy called Joe Trier, um, oh, who cool. is the keeper of a po- keeper slash DM of a podcast I'm a big fan of um, called How We Roll. I've been listening to it for a very, very long time. Um, their their main kind of thing is Call of Cthulhu. They play a bunch of Call of Cthulhu, Call of Cthulhu scenarios. Mm-hmm. Sometimes mm-hmm. with like the people that actually write Call of Cthulhu, the main rulebook stuff oh, like wow. that. They also do some D and D. That's quite good. I'm currently a little bit behind listening to some of their Curse of Strahd stuff, which is fun. Mm. Uh, but yeah, massive shout out to them. I originally watched them live stream this scenario on Twitch, and I immediately yeah. kind of thought because they did the whole scenario in one session that'll be perfect to play with you guys it's a good intro session um and it's like fairly versatile and it's the actual scenario is available very very cheaply on drive through rpg it's published by stygian fox i believe and you should definitely go buy it if you want to play it's only a couple of dollars or something, but, yeah it's a couple of dollars I th- i'm not more i don't want to i don't think it's more than it's definitely less than ten dollars i want to say about five Definitely don't buy it before, before you, you listen. listen. Oh yeah, yeah. listen. Yeah. Listen That's to the rest cool. of this first. Yeah, because we, you know, we we just did it so much better mm. than how we roll. So they do? Do they do all of their stuff on Twitch? Yeah, so they stream all of their playing on Twitch and oh, then okay. turn that into a podcast. That they ah, okay. so you can watch them on Twitch you or can. on on. Yeah, so is all their stuff backlogged on Twitch? Yes. Uh, I don't actually know. I don't think they keep their streams up on Twitch. I can't okay. tell you because I usually do watch them live. It's like my go-to YouTube? thing. Mm, don't think it's on YouTube. I do think it's basically they stream it on Twitch live and then keep the audio from that and then put it out as a podcast. It's like that. What's the the, other, the, the, big, like, the biggest? Uh, Critical Role. Critical yeah, Role. it's similar they, to that. But Critical well. Roles, all their streams are available. Um, oh, I see. But yeah, so I, I quite often watch um, their streams while I'm studying. I always like watch them during yeah, cool. time and stuff like that is is very very good they sometimes have some quite big people on it as well so mm. awesome just like us yes yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the thickest of people <laughs> absolutely we are about to meet a very important character very important mm. very important mm. we at LTRP do not make empty promises well we do regularly <laughs> <laughs> most apart of all from, in these bits apart, <laughs> speak for yourself apart from when we do make empty promises we don't make empty promises yeah apart from those times but yeah no we how much do we make? I don't know about that much mm. I I about yeah that I'd much. say about that much yeah. but yeah. less take it back edit it out <laughs> no 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 yeah important character coming up no more said enough said yeah, yeah. Good, good stuff. And we will, we, yeah, we, we will uh, flag it up next week and tell you who that yeah, important yeah, we'll character is and we'll tell you why it's an important character. But mm, mm. looking forward to meeting her. Mm. Oh, I'll give a gender there. A little clue. <sighs> anyway, I wanted to talk, I wanted to do a little tribute where we just sit and ramble for a bit about mm-hmm. Stanley. Because mm. oh Stanley God, died yesterday. Yeah. Oh, and when we were recording this, anyway, he died yesterday. How mm. fucking sad is that? Very. It was very sad. Mm. I actually was more affected by it than I thought I would be. It's mm. yeah. It's mm. one of the so. 
like most celebrity deaths, everyone makes a big deal of it. And I'm always just a bit like, it's sad, but I don't, it's never really like a big deal to me. Whereas yeah. this was a bit like, no, I'm actually like, actually emotionally, like, mm. I actually care about this one. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, I, like, we're, I think all of us are massive comic book fans here. Yeah. Or at least in, at least in some way. <laughs> mm. yeah. Um, like We all love Marvel. Yeah, no, all yeah. of Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's like, he's touched all of our lives very much. Um, no, definitely. It's it was a weird one, I think, because there was all that stuff going on last year or something with his health, mm-hmm. yeah, and then no, I think yeah. we'd all heard about it, and then nothing for ages, yeah. and then it just sort of yesterday came out of the blue. Mm-hmm. Like, I hadn't been expecting it at all, and mm-hmm. it's actually yeah, I was quite sad by it. It mm-hmm. was it was mm-hmm. really upsetting. Earlier on today, though, mm-hmm. I did compare it to the death of Leonard Nimoy, which Connor mm-hmm. quite rightly said it's probably a bigger death than Leonard Nimoy because Leonard Nimoy was a very very niche. Um, you know, his fanhood was obviously the Trekkies. Mm. He played Spock. Henry. No, I'm just... I didn't know Leonard Nimoy was dead. Leonard Nimoy died. <laughs> right. Good <years> Lord. Ago. <laughs> this has been a bad couple of days for you. Who just said to leave? No, yes. this is... Stephen Hawking is also dead. I know, I know that one. <laughs> but um, I compared it to that. And you're probably right. I think Mar- like Stanley's probably touched lives of a lot more people. Yeah. But then <laughs> God has said to me, it was like, <laughs> yeah, but Leonard Nimoy only acted the role that he did. And I was like... <laughs> no, 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 that was it. Yeah, yeah. Only act, like, and I was like, wait, what? Like, no, like, Stanley, yeah, he wasn't actually going into space. He wasn't an alien. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't an actual Vulcan. <laughs> no, I think, as I, as I said, it was like, yeah, but he was just an actor. Yeah, and, and then um, I was like, there was like, like, as if I was asking, what, what did he go into space? <laughs> <laughs> was he actually in Star Trek? One minute of silence after you said that, I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, but because what I was meaning is because obviously Stan Lee created Marvel, mm-hmm. whereas Leonard Nimoy was just an actor in the franchise. So oh, that's what I was trying to say. We're going to piss off a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's he wouldn't necessarily say he created. He, he definitely helped. Well, he brought he in the golden age of comics. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. So I read quite a long obituary type thing to him. And it was basically like but you didn't know he was dead. No, I read it. Yes, no, <laughs> this is Stan Lee. I read it. Oh, yesterday. Um, I read like a long obituary on Polygon. It's very, very good um, uh, to him. And it was like I did, he started off as an intern, and his whole job was refilling people's inkwells. That's what he, he uh, it was. A something comics that eventually, essentially, he the editors or something of this this comic company that he worked at left. And the owner was just like, well, we don't have anyone to be the editors. Uh, you, boy, that's 19, you do it. And then <laughs> he was like an interim editor. And then it was just like, shit, you're killing it. S- stick with it. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and like, it was oh, like a long hope. thing about how... No, it was actually his... So he wrote a whole bunch of like horror genre stuff. and qu- He didn't actually do a lot of superhero stuff until he was in his mm-hmm. 40s when he actually was going to give up writing but his wife was the one who convinced mm-hmm. him to no draw what you want to draw fuck it if people don't like it mm-hmm. and people did fucking like it and it went that was completely... Fantastic Four was his Fantastic... first one oh, I don't Maybe, know his first no, one but he did definitely do Fantastic Four I remember Fantastic Four being a big big point yeah, yeah. but he yeah. there's also other things like well. he changed the regulations on comics so there used to be tight regulations on what comics could and couldn't mm. do um, and he released a comic I think it was a Spider-Man comic with a strong anti-drug message, so it was like a political thing, and that was like there was like a code of what comics couldn't couldn't have, and it broke that. Mm. But it was such a positive reaction to that comic that the American, like, basically, I think like a government agency changed their policy 
on what comics could and no, couldn't do yeah. because Stan Lee was just like, this is something that I think should be yeah, in here. Yeah. He made like a huge difference to just like mm. pretty much. Yeah, he'll have, he'll have just yeah. changed comic, not just like by building Marvel and making Marvel so amazing, but he, he will have changed comic books mm. completely. Yeah. It, it, like what influenced their, the way that they developed massively mm-hmm. um, over the time that he was yeah. well, I think he the, one, the one thing I really really hope is that he's seen Avengers 4 because that would be like <laughs> I think that's you know his last cameo is no, no I think he's, re- he's recorded a load he's recorded yeah, yeah. Part, yeah. I think that's what the rumour is that he's recorded a bunch of them because he knew his health was quite bad but mm. yeah. he'll definitely be in Avengers 4 but I, yeah. I think yeah I hope you're right because that's because you know obviously Thanos is the Marvel villain big bad um, yeah exactly so I, I think it would be really nice to friend have seen the MCU coming because you know this is the MCU coming to like yeah. ahead before it sort of like refreshes and typical mm. comic book yeah and they do their phases but this is the end of oh this, yeah this is the Marvel Cinematic Universe end and then it will be reborn into something else afterwards yeah, yeah. like this is definitely the, the climax this is the peak I think this yeah. is the highest they'll ever achieve mm. this is the, this is the, the War. their big finish mm. and I hope yeah I think you're right I hope yeah. you got to see it yeah because it's all filmed isn't it I think so. They filmed it consecutively with Infinity War. Did they? I'm pretty sure they filmed it back to back. Well, actually, to be honest, besides research and stuff, but I'm pretty sure it comes out in like eight months. Yeah, so it's it's soon. Yeah, Yeah, it's not that far away. Mm. So it's probably most mostly put together. Yeah, Yeah. we need to get back to doing some LTRP of the movies. So let's pivot from something very sad to something very happy. All of you most likely will have seen a trailer for something called Detective Pikachu. Oh, oh my god, yes. Oh, yes. And I, 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 I imagine this is going to definitely be one of those movies that has a polarising opinion amongst fun, fans. Well, welcome to the fans who fucking love it. Yeah. <laughs> Before recording this, we all watched it together and we were like, oh shit. If <laughs> yeah, so you haven't good. seen it, go and watch it. It's such a good trailer. Ryan Reynolds plays Pikachu. Mm-hmm. And the second I heard Pikachu talk, I thought, no, nah, I don't like it, Pikachu talks. And then I went, that's Ryan Reynolds. Deadpool is Pikachu on board. And like I've always, because they always post pictures on the internet of like Pokemon reimagined as real mm. creatures, yeah, exactly. and always it's always freaky as fuck. But they've actually done a really good job. It worked, especially like... with Mister Mime. Oh. Mister Mime, in that he is freaky as fuck. It's so perfectly the horrific. Jigglypuff that looked like fucking Elvis. Yeah, <laughs> like proper big quiff coming down, like super sassy. Love the Charizard. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm. Just love all the trailer, really. Yeah, no, it looks with Bulbasaur awesome. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like if anyone's, if we want to get back to doing the LTP at the movies, if anyone's getting any movies, they really want us to do it. It'll be a big franchise. Mm. We might, we I have one. Oh, it's coming out this Friday. Oh, Fantastic, Fantastic Beasts. Fantastic Beasts too. I think I it, really want I to think, go see it. I definitely want to go and see it. We, mm. we will, and then if we if we can find a spare hour Aye. to chat about it, we'll try and do that. No promises. There, wait, we will give you an empty promise right now. Right now, we promise. We are doing fantastic We promise beasts. this Friday. This Friday. <laughs> it will be coming out. Oh. Next Friday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or the one after that. You know? And then I'll also, also, <laughs> think you're talking of empty promises. Do you remember when we watched Paul Blart Morcott 2? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then we were promised it's coming out like next Tuesday. How many months ago was that? Wait, has oh. it not come out? I it's thought not, it has. It's not come out because I'm so embarrassed about it. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot bring myself to fucking post that thing because no one's going to watch Nobody. that movie. No. Oh, it's so the bad. One 
The one it's I'm really in... looking forward to is doing stuff for Game of Thrones when Game of Thrones comes back. Out. I'm very much looking forward to Game of Thrones. Mm. Yes, no. that'll be so good because they released the trailer thing for that today. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we're just, we're just we're just we are we are like derailing this middle bit beyond. Mm. Oh, beyond belief. Well, that's, <laughs> what, that's what generally we do with the middle bits, I think. So. Anthony Nolan, the Bone Marrow Registry. We've been shouting them out a lot recently. James has got some stats. Mm. James, why not you give us some stats? Some stats. We saved some of these stats. Which ones did I do? You said you had some really good ones. Just Hopefully that wasn't an empty promise. R- R- oh. I said there are some good ones here. No empty promises on LTRP. The LTRP is just Rick rolling <laughs> people's stats. I promise that there are no empty promises on this <laughs> no podcast. No empty promises. Here's a good stat that's a bad stat. Only 2% of people in the UK are registered as a stem cell donor, compared to 13% in Cyprus, 12% in Israel, 9% in Germany. Right, that's not good enough. Right, we beat them twice. Dr. Stein. We can do it again. (laughs) Oh, dear. Look, look, Israel and Cyprus, fair juice, but we're not being beaten by Germany. not having that. (laughs) People go down and sign up to the stem cell registry. I'll be honest, I'm surprised at 2%. I didn't think it was that much. I'm not going to lie, what is that? What's our population? 65 million. Yeah. Give or take, yeah. I'm not doing that, Matt. I yeah, I was add. just like, what? Whenever we play in this podcast, I can't add That's numbers. That's like 1.3 million. Huh? What do yeah. that is? Pulled out your arse, potentially. No, it is, because <laughs> no, 1% would be... Look, Robin, the maths on this podcast, <laughs> said, said I was right. So. Okay, oh, fair, <laughs> okay. Go and give us another stat. So, if you're a man aged between 16 and 30 on the stem cell register, there's a 1 in 200 chance of being chosen to donate. Oh. Apparently, once you're on the register, I, th- I think this must be in general, there's a 1 in 800 chance of being asked to donate. Mm-hmm. Um, so, there's actually, you know, if, you, if you're a young man signing up to the register, actually, you've got like a high chance that you, well, not, not that un- unlikely a chance that you will be picked to some, save somebody's life, which is pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, no, that's that's pretty good. Um, I hear more than thirty-four thousand mums have donated their cord blood to Anthony Nolan. Ooh. That's some good stuff. Oh, really? Wow. Oh, do you, is that an option? Like when they like give birth? It might be. I don't know. Cord blood? Oh, is that the if I remember <laughs> high school biology well enough? <laughs> <laughs> I think there's blood in the umbilical cord. Well, no, there must be because the, the blood the goes blood into goes. the baby. Otherwise, the baby has no blood. Perfect. I was right. <laughs> it's also its official name is the blood tube, and then ah um, yes, yes, tube of blood. In 1974, Anthony Nolan's mother Shirley set up the world's first bone marrow register to match donors with people who desperately need a transplant. Oh, so is it that charity named after Auntie Nolan who mm-hmm. must have needed, needed a transplant? The... Ah, okay. Right. So actually, me, me, me thinking that Anthony Nolan was, you know, the person that's created, it's actually Shirley Nolan. It was, you get it, so it was her son who had leukemia, but he passed away before they ever found right. the But they okay. kept the register going so That's on. why she did. Ah, but yeah. since, since 1974, 16,000 people, or more than 16,000 people have had transplants mm-hmm. from Anthony Nolan, Nolan alone. And Anthony Nolan feeds into like the big database of all of the, mm-hmm. of all of the, um, the, the registers. Is it like a worldwide oh. database? Yes, it's a worldwide mm-hmm. database. Everyone goes into it, but Anthony Nolan alone has got 16,000, which That's is like, good. might not sound a lot, but if you think about actually the, like, 
just how many people actually have the disease and all mm. that stuff. It's a massive number, and it's and it it will continue to get better and better and better because good people like yourselves listen to this now. Especially when because we'll yeah, two percent of the UK, but actually ninety percent of LTRP listeners. Are gonna have to do it, or else we're gonna stop the podcast. We do not make we empty promises. That is our promises. <laughs> <laughs> we do not make empty promises. I'm trying to think of the mass of ninety percent. There's four of us. <laughs> what the no, fuck? Ninety percent of our listeners, not ninety percent of us. Oh fuck! <laughs> it's like I have to count what proportion of my bone marrow do I have. <laughs> it's just like Robin uh, completely sucked dry. Henry sucked dry. Henry <laughs> Connor is the only one like hey, I've got two percent left. <laughs> <laughs> Got one arm still going. <laughs> yeah, so no, go down to go get online and 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 sign up to the register. Get your pack sent out to you. It's easy to swab. God, get in contact with Anthony and have all of those myths about donating dispelled because it's not. I guarantee it in real life, it's not as bad as you have it in your head. And it's one of those things that carries a lot of stigma around it. But the actual donation process. Like someone will be able to put your mind at ease with it, so chat to somebody yeah, about it because go it's, do it. Yeah, it's a great thing. Yeah, mm. sign up. Absolutely, be a hero. Oh, bringing out the slogans. Oh, yeah. I think that's speaking yeah. of heroes. Animals walking away from explosions. The true yeah. hero. The true heroes. Think. The unseen heroes. Because <laughs> <clears throat> you can't see past the explosions. Oh, true. Because it blinds. <laughs> <everyone. laughs> I was thinking because everyone else is looking at it but the animals. <laughs> that would be a pretty good one because you can't even see. <laughs> Did you know that bats can't actually see? No, don't they break ha- this. They have, de- they have decent eyesight, it's just their hearing's better. Oh. Like, they can see in the light and they can see normally, bats but they just... just didn't even know, but they can bats hear. Bats are meant to be blind. I didn't even know bats had eyes. <laughs> yeah, they, apparently they've got fine eyesight, like a bit worse than ours, but... Like, their hearing's get, just really look. good. Do you know what I love? I love the fact that bats are like a protected species. So if you ever get bats in your roof, there's like yeah, fuck you all can, you can do. Yeah. You just have to deal with uh, because like their droppings are like acidic. Oh yeah. Like they'll burn nice. away everything. So it's mm-hmm. like you just have to deal with them in bats in your Tell house. me, where the fuck is this motherfucker's eyes? That's a zoo bat. <laughs> <laughs> is it? That's not real, James. Oh, it's green, it's shiny. Right, James, where were you going with this? Basically. I think maybe everyone's been busy, but yeah. we didn't get any response to the mid-bit challenge last week. And um, so basically, we're going to roll it over. It's going to be the same challenge again for the week. Uh, or we'll cancel the podcast. Or we'll no cancel. <laughs> <laughs> but we're, no, we're really fucking lazy and can't be asked to think of a new one. Um, but then, yeah, so big explosions with animals walking away from it. Gangster animals. Thinking about... Proper, like... Yeah, gangster animals, and in the, it, like above them, in like a thought bubble, they're thinking about how amazing Stanley is. Because <laughs> that's what we need. Yeah, so add a little bit to it. On oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, something something Marvel animal explosion-y. Stanley. Just, yeah, get get, get just... a little bit Marvel in there. Be, be creative. Yeah. Just... Stanley walking away from an explosion... On an alpaca. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Riding an ostrich. Ne- next midbit, we all think of one word. No. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we all think of one word for the next midbit challenge. No empty promises. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag no empty promises. But anyway, yeah, if you want to send in one of those pictures or just like a quick sketch, literally, it could be the dumbest fucking thing in the world. You can do it on paint if you want. Like, just send it to us. Hashtag midbit chat. Mid- Hashtag midbit challenge. I'm going to do it on paint. Please do not pain. Then you can send that to us on let's try roleplay one word at gmail.com or on Twitter, which is at let's try roleplay, or on Facebook, which is let's try roleplay. We have a Facebook page. And Instagram, which is 
Let's try real quick. There's such a theme here. Like, yeah, I know. It blows like, your mind. It's almost like we And our Tinder account, which is at... At booty.com. At, at Dusty Dwarves. <laughs> at Under the at Covers. <laughs> at Let's Try Roleplay. Like, said a different tone. At mm. Bound Chicken. Wow. Anyway, we've been talking for far too long again. I thought we didn't even have much to talk about in this med bit, but we so somehow managed to, to make it long. Never underestimate us. Somehow managed to make it 27 minutes. No Jesus way! Jesus Christ is more... How do we talk so much shit? I, I've got to edit this tonight. Oh, guys. Rest in pieces. Right, we'll fucking end it then. All right, bye. Bye, listeners. Enjoy the rest of the episode. (laughs) Have a good one. Bye-bye. No empty promises. Bye. Midfit challenge. We and will like, cancel the podcast. Like, so, so, Jesus, we're flip flopping harder than Trump here. Like, it's not real. No empty promises. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. As as he kind of walks the three of you inside into sort of the more warm three, area, who's staying four, four of you, four of you <laughs> inside with. the more warm area. He says, "It's it's it's, it's dreadful. It's, it, I mean, this 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 exhibit is 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 massive. Uh, I mean, I bought all of these off of Arthur Ormond after well, what happened. Are you going to um, say eBay? <laughs> um, um, Dominant a flea market. And the, 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 the centerpiece of my, this this collection is gone." It's gone overnight. I don't understand. I, I, I need people to find it, and the police are being no help because we open at 7 o'clock tonight, so there's only a certain amount of time. So, so I mean, the two of you, and he kind of looks at the, the two kids, and he's like, well, you said investigation, and the, the other two, I've heard, you're very smart people. So, I, I mean, I'd be willing to pay you like a lot of money if you could search for the item for me. How Just much to, money? Uh, <clears throat> I'll pay you £30 a day, and if you find it before tonight, £50. I dollars, thirty dollars a day. If you find it before tonight, fifty dollars. Which I assume is a lot of money. Well, I I looked it up. That's like a grand. <laughs> I'm totally down for that. I'll do it for. I I, I I think that we are the people for. I think it's definitely a um a dark spirit. We are very experienced in such investigations. I experience when he thought it perfect for my. What, what, you sounded like Ted Texas. While you were deciding what to say. Did he just collapse of what I assume would be a heart attack? This sounds hefty. He's a hefty boy. Um, Excuse me, sir. May I ask, what is your name? My name is Warren Hollister. Warren Hollister. I, I, I had presumed this was uh, Professor Ormond's collection. Where is he? I, I bought it off. I bought his collection off of him. He's, well, off of his family. Oh, so this is no, no connection to the man himself? Well, he's the one that found it. He's the one that collected this. It, until recently, well, his his family sold it off after, for, to pay his his, mm. his medical bills. I, would, I assume you would know. So, yes, they have been paying me a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> um... Oh, I, I see. I am. I am confused as to the reason for my invitation. If I am honest, um, well, so I, very I, suspect. I was just told that you were just me, me coming along. Uh, <laughs> I was told by the family that you already had the invite by the time that um, Arthur was 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 sectioned. Ah, oh, I see. So he had started the exhibition, and uh, my invite may have come through before it was sold on. Perhaps yes. Ah, interesting. Is he, is he getting a, an exorcist? 
Uh, have you not? Have you not read in the paper? It's been all over the Boston news. I'm not sure. I feel I feel old enough to read, young one. I I can not only read and but you cannot uh, speak the, apparently the, the Queen's English. I can also uh, read in French. We're very educated. <laughs> I think you'll find. Well, well, some after Arthur was was sent away, he um his family sold off his collection for for a fraction of its true worth. So I snapped it back up and put it on display in my museum. Oh, okay, See, so I you're, you're a disgusting opportunist. Well, no, his family oh, was selling it oh, off cheap anyway, so... Well, they are pretty disgusting looking, mm. so I would expect you to do more days in the gym at your size. So, so, <laughs> Tell me more about your, your height and weight. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, what is his name again? Um, Warren Hollister. Hollister. Mr. Warren Hollister, and he's the owner of the museum. So... Warren like a rabbit. Uh, yes. W- what is his clothing range like? Uh, <laughs> wearing sort of like a, a slight. No, I was making a joke. I don't. Oh, can can you smell it like down the street? Hmm? Like you know, like Hollister. You can oh smell yeah, 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 yeah. He smells lovely, how, but too how strong. dark is his museum? That joke slowly filtered. Is he wearing shorts? No, he's wearing a a a, a well tailored suit. So, my, my dear sir, um, so this, there's a whole bunch of questions at the moment. You, you say he's been sectioned, sent off, well, people go crazy. This idol, what is so important about this idol? I mean, I'll be honest, I'm just the owner. Any questions about the collection itself, I'll have to defer on to the curator of the exhibit. And who is that? Uh, it's, it's, it's Miss Simone Green. Can, can you please get her here? Now. Uh, I believe that is her coming down the stairs. <laughs> now. <laughs> oh, it's very convenient for you. Oh, a twist! <laughs> Surprise! Um, he's kind of led you through the entrance to this museum. There'd probably be like a cage, like um, some nice paintings up. Um, but he's led you through to the museum to kind of towards the centre. Um, and coming down the steps in front of you is a. Um, sort of like fairly young woman, maybe. Um, I, I, I don't know. Like. Uh, mid to late twenties or so, um, coming down the steps, um, well dressed in sort of like a sharp suit, um, and she comes down the stairs um, and says, oh, "Hello, Warren. Um, I'll take it from here. Um, you lot, come with me." I um, immediately like her more than. Sorry, Warren. what was her name? Uh, her name was Simone Green. And let's hope we do not make empty promises. <laughs> <laughs> Might just, take us a while, but like we get there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good, good and tag. Um, my name is uh, Dr. Richard Stein. Uh, hello, lovely to meet you. I'm a doctor and apparently now idol finder. I'm <laughs> 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 going to add that to my business card. Uh, I'll be honest with you, um, I don't know what Warren has promised you in terms of pay, but whatever it is, we will make it worth your while. Look, I am feeling to help. Uh, you know, this was important to Arthur Ormond. He was, you know, an old friend during the war. I'm happy to help, and some money is, I could use some money. It would be nice. Of course. Um... May I ask, where can I find a drink? Something just to wet my whistle. Oh, uh, we have some water. So I was thinking more of something else beginning with a W, ending with a Y, or maybe I don't know what you bin. mean, sir. Is it a whiskey? Or perhaps a vodka, or you know, a, a martini. It is illegal. Is it, a whiskey is illegal. This yes, is interesting. You cannot drink alcohol in the United States of America. You do realize, sir, that you're in prohibition. 
Excuse me? Alcohol is prohibited. <laughs> My God. <laughs> <laughs> and then he really does leave. <laughs> um... What? I need to drink from a hip flask in my bag for unrelated reasons. <laughs> um, excuse me. Um, I just whilst... need to get some of this anaesthetic in my bag. <laughs> um, whilst you're talking to her, anyone with history, archaeology, or intelligence can make a roll. I'm in. Me! I can um, do that. So this is the first roll of the game. How do I do that? So in Call history, of Cthulhu, or just, just an intelligence roll. Or just general intelligence. But for an in- just intelligence roll, you'll need a hard success. Okay, um, explain that. So I'm going to explain all of that now. So in Call of Cthulhu, <laughs> the main sort of dice roll you make is a D100. Your, all your skills are ranked from 1 to 100, um, and with the higher being better. Okay. In order to pass, you need to roll lower on a D100 than whatever your uh, your ability in that is. So say you have a 70 for something, yeah. you need to roll less than 70. What and that's roll, for a normal success. What if you roll a 70? So if you roll a 70, it's a success. So Ooh. Okay, so match or lower. Yeah. Cool. Um, there are, however, different kinds of successes. So if you roll less than half of whatever your your skill is in something, so if you if you have a fifty in something, if you roll twenty five or lower, that's a hard success, which is kind of a bit better. And then if you roll less than one fifth, so if you have a, um, a fifty in something and you roll less than ten, that's an extreme success, which is almost the highest success. The highest success is a one because that's a crit. Um, they're much less likely to happen in this game system. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially, for everything, you need to roll less than whatever your number is for that. Um, so, so can everyone... less than a fifth is a, is a crit? Uh, less than a fifth is an extreme success, right. or one is a crit. Right, cool. Okay. One is a crit, mm-hmm. okay. So, either history, archaeology, or a hard success in intelligence. Oh, fuck, I can't remember which one that is. I got a hard success at intelligence. Cool. Nope. I failed. I've got a success failed. in history. Woo! I've failed at history. Okay. So, um, Dot, you, as you're kind of looking at this woman, you probably actually, and she says her name, you probably actually recognise it. You've, in your studies with your tutors that you share with Ralph, uh-huh. um, you were actually made to read a paper that she <gasps> wrote. Um, you can't remember exactly when, but you've yeah you've definitely um, heard of her before. Definitely. Um, and with no, your definitely. hard intelligence, um, in time, yes. With your with your hard intelligence, <laughs> my intelligence is pretty fucking um, hard. You actually, especially if this is elderly woman stood next to me, she looks like Helen Mirren. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you um. Good you realise that she's actually like a fairly like famous Egyptologist and adventurer who's like notorious like for when she in her younger days. Um, finding and acquiring priceless antiques by unscrupulous means. Miss Green. By younger, I mean like 18. She's very, very successful. How old is she? She's mid to late 20s. I definitely like her more than Warren Hollister. (laughs) So she is... She is... um, Is she a doctor? Is she a PhD or something? Would would you ask? Uh, uh, no, but would I know? Because um, apparently I know about her quite well. Yeah, a lot. you probably would then. Um, she, you, oh yeah, sure. You'd know she has two PhDs, one from Cambridge and one from um, uh, the Miskatonic University. So it's Dr. Green then? Jeez. It's Dr. Green, yeah. She got them when she Ooh. was young. <laughs> She's very successful. Ah, Dr. Green, I have, uh, I've heard a lot about you. I've read some of your papers as far as they make for good uh, reading. It's a pleasure to meet you. Lovely to meet you as well. I've also um, read some of your papers. Why would you a 15-year-old have cool. read her papers? Why, in what, when, when have you read my papers, my dear? Uh, in my lessons with my tutor. Ah, very interesting. And ah. 
just because I like reading. May I say oh, you have very a... very impressed young ladies. This is very Thank impressive. you, Dickstone. So you're from... Oh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm slightly less impressed now. But I must say, the youth of your, uh, your, your country is more and more impressive than the youth of mine. It's, uh, it's getting worrying over there at the moment. <laughs> I'm sure it will work out okay. Um... <laughs> oh, that's oh so bad. <laughs> Because I just spat a whole bunch of beer on it. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, that was bad. Mm, it was bad, right? Oh, that you was. You gotta keep it in, though. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, Jesus. Oh, the pain. Let's just skirt around World War Two and. Uh... <laughs> um. So, Athena, what was your last name? Blackwood. So, Dr. Blackwood. Yeah. Professor Blackwood. Um, so, at this point, um, Simone, she would turn to you, um, Dr. Blackwood. Good Lord. Um, and say, Dr. Blackwood, I've, I've, I've actually read some of your, your, your papers um, and uh, before. It's, it's an honour to meet you and put out her hand. I'll shake it back a bit. I, I'm, I'm sorry, my dear. I don't think I'm aware. What is your name? Uh, Simone Green. Um, well, Dr. Simone Green, technically, but I prefer to keep things a bit more casual. Mm. Um... And well, I'm I'm the curator of the the Arthur Ormond exhibit. Um, I'm the one that, um, uh, in fact, found the, uh, the, the 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 idol stolen this morning. Um, so I suppose that's why we should probably get down to business quite quickly. Um, it's I'm afraid it's it's somewhat of a locked room mystery. Um, myself and Mr. Hollister are the only two people that have keys to enter into the exhibit room. Um, I myself uh, locked it last night before we left. Um, hmm. uh, and I returned this morning to find the sarcophagus open um, and the, the idol inside gone. Uh, darling, these things do happen sometimes. Now, w- what is so important about this idol? Where did you find it? <coughs> just what? Just tell me all that well, you know I, about I mean, this. I'm not the one that found it. Uh, Arthur Ormond was the one that found it himself. Oh. Um, uh where or how he found it, I I could not tell you. He's he's the the collection itself is 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 extremely valuable, but not exactly from one period or era. He, I wouldn't pro- so much consider himself an arch- Arthur Ormond as an archaeologist, more of a, an explorer and uh, a tomb robber would be a good term to use. He kind of it's it it he he's he doesn't care for the the the, the science of it, more the thrill of. And mm. how pretty they all are. So it's a lovely Fair exhibit, play. but mm-hmm. intellectually not Very too important. Apart from yeah. the idol itself, it's 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 well, it's it's extremely famous, wrapped in legend. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, legend itself says that it was a gift from Thoth himself, and that the idol inside was it was made of pure diamond. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Dick Stein's ears prick. Well, well, nobody has ever seen it before. Before today, I'd never seen the sarcophagus open at all. Mm. I could not figure it out whatsoever. But uh, while no one has seen it, legends tells of it being made of solid diamond and it being from the god Thoth. So so nobody has ever seen the the idol? It has been locked in the the sarcophagus. So how are you certain that it was there? How do we know that it was missing? Can't, can't, can't we just is. L- lock it again? And nobody will ever know, because if it hadn't been seen already. 
I agree if it's a child. And where is the nearest bar? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if people have never seen it, we never worked out to open it. They could be just lock it again. The thing is, child, what you have to realise is that some of these artefacts just should not be given to anyone. Please say it belongs in a museum. <laughs> no, this artifact belongs in a museum. Belongs either in a museum hey. or in my own personal collection. Now, darling, we can you please? <laughs> I got the darling thing. Darling, darling. Um, so you uh, sarcophagus? Can you could you take take me to it? So I might be able to discern something on the outside of it. Any of the well, of, of course I will. Um, she, uh, I will. Uh... I'll I'll take you there now, and she puts this key. She takes a key out of her pocket, and she opens the big double doors. Um, and you all walk through these large double doors into a room that's very, very different from the rest of the um, the, the, the the museum. So, like a newly constructed atrium, contrasts boldly mm. against uh-huh. the rest of the building's more like traditional design. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very sort of nineteen twenties um, modern aesthetic, okay. um, and brightly lit the ceiling itself is completely made of glass um allowing you to see the sky that's to be honest at this point becoming a little bit more overcast um it's it's rectangular with rounded corners um and it has it's two floors high um and each of the levels is lined with massive horseshoe arches um and balustrades that overlook the central space in which the um the main exhibit is held um, and from where you're standing, um, a, a sort of flight of stairs lead down to the main floor, which is itself covered in the, exhi- the exhibition, expertly put out by, uh, as the curator, Simone mm-hmm. herself. Um, like to comment on this is the very mm-hmm. well laid out exhibition. Thank you very much. Um, I wrote one of my PhDs on um, how to properly display artefacts. It's um, very, impo- it's very um, completely misunderstood. Cheers to shut up, mm. Ralph. Um, but the, uh, the like, there there are literally hundreds of Egyptian artifacts, um, and like each one is beautiful, almost perfectly preserved, um, or potentially um, restored. Um, but at the far end of the room is a strikingly carved stone pedestal, um, itself on a raised platform um, that sits an open sarcophagus. That until recently contained the idol of Thoth. Um, the 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 sarcophagus, the sarcophagus, <laughs> the sarcophagus um, itself <laughs> is about eighteen inches tall and it's about half as wide. Um, and as you approach it, you'll be able to see more potentially if you do approach it. I yes. want to walk mm-hmm. right up to that shit. Okay. Um, as, as we're walking up, oh, yeah, we're getting the dozing oh, rods out. Get the dozing rods out. Like everything out of my bag. I know that this is when Dot, Dot, and Ralph are getting super excited, and they're like rummaging around in bags, like trying to get, <laughs> trying to get the. the I, oh, I, this is an opportunity, but I, you get the dozing rods out. I'm gonna look through. I'm gonna get my uh, spirit seeing goggles. <laughs> and he puts on the spirit seeing goggles. Are they just like sunglasses? <laughs> yeah. No, they're, they're like, like uh, World War One fighter pilot <gasps> goggles. Oh, yeah. You should put on your spirit seeing goggles. What, in, in real life? You took a hat off. I did, yeah, because it was really uncomfortable. Oh, oh, can I have it? I'll wear it. Yeah, put, put them on. See if you can play the game with them on. <laughs> like, you'll be able to fucking read. <laughs> Jesus, don't ask me to read any of my stats. <laughs> we have kaleidoscope goggles. Yeah. Can I see if I can spot any hidden things? Um, we will get back. What are you, where exactly are you looking? 
I'll tell you what's hidden and missing. It's the idol. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> no, it's I'm, there. I want to look. You found at, it. I found it. Fuck. Oh, this was um, really easy. I want to look at the pedestal. Um, what the, the specific one that it is on? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Why does James find that so funny? Fucking freaking out. Like, <laughs> frog-eyed motherfucker on the side of the table from me. I can't tell if he's looking at me or not. <laughs> we should point out they're like those beer goggles, right? Like, like kaleidoscope yeah. goggles. Yeah. It's like looking into the eyes of a bug. Oh, it's, it's really disturbing. Okay. Yeah, look. And it's oh. also really sore. <laughs> so, yeah, you the four of you, so that's what you'll be doing, Doc. Mm-hmm. So the four of you have been let, essentially let loose in this room. Woo! What is it that you are all going to do? I, I quickly just asked, like, uh, Dr. Green and say, um, uh, so, uh, was anybody hurt, stabbed or shot in <laughs> in, in, in Sir Robbery? No. On, honestly, we don't really know. Um, essentially, we left last night. Um, and came back and it was gone. The, the, I, none of us have any idea what happened. There's no evidence of anybody even getting into the room because nobody so could. there were no guards on patrols? The, there were, but... And none of them have been injured? No, nobody, nobody's, nobody's been hurt at all. Nobody saw anybody go in or out. This is going to be a fun campaign for old Dick Stone. No worries. I, I'll, I will follow... Dorothy, she has piqued my interest, so I shall follow her. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna Friends! go and talk talk to Dorothy and say, "But um, well, I, I think this is gonna be, be make for an amazing um, story. I mean, if we we need really need to find out more about this um, and into the, the history of it as much as we can because there's a definite definite mystery here that we, we might be, be able to solve." Thorough. We need to be prepared. Yes. And we need to look at everything. And um, before we get to everything, what though? It will definitely happen. Oh, yeah, definitely. We, we just need to le- learn as much as we can about the situation. <laughs> we really need to pad out the show because I think we make it a two-hour one. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and make sure you take lots and lots of notes. Oh yes. Um, lots and lots of nose. Notes. notes. <laughs> Could so the so it's sarcophagus on the pedestal. It's on a pedestal. Can you look yeah. into the sarcophagus? Um, it's it stands up and essentially the door has swung open. Oh, okay. So you can actually see directly into it. Mm-hmm. Is there like an out like almost like a dust outline in the sarcophagus where the idol would have been? Um, so how closely are you inspecting it? Probably going to go right up to it, but not touch it. Okay, so... Oh, that's Curse 101. Do you want to... <laughs> so, in, are you generally inspecting the sarcophagus o- o- overall? Are you specifically looking at Sarcophagus. Is there hieroglyphs and stuff on the side there of it are, as well? There are, yeah. I'll be trying to read them, see cool. what I can do. Do you want to make an uh, Egyptology roll or science Egyptology She's, She speaks hieroglyphics. I speak hieroglyphics. Yeah, she has a hieroglyphic roll. Cool, yeah. So, if you do <laughs> that... Is there any Latin on it? Motherfucking fuck! Fuck this dice! It just rolled me a fucking nine. Ninety-one. And I was meant to get forty-six. Right. Aww. Um. Wait, what? Okay, it keeps rolling a nine. You got oh a no! Four. You roll a double zero, you fucking fucker. Can I push the roll, please? Yes, you can. Um, <laughs> so, for the listeners, there's a mechanic in um, in uh, Call of Cthulhu called pushing a roll, where you can essentially. Roll again with potentially more dire consequences. You do need to tell me what it is you're doing to it. So you, you've gone up and you start inspecting the hieroglyphs, um, but what exactly are you going to do to make to push this roll? Oh, f- oh, I forgot to put on my glasses and then I put my glasses on. <laughs> 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 love it. I love it. For that, another. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's so good. That is the most- <laughs> 
That is the most you have ever rolled. Oh, that is the most you have ever rolled. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm very proud of you that. Can, you roll, roll again with a bonus die, so roll the tens die twice and take the lowest. Oh my god, that's Because so that was good. <laughs> so I got double zero and seven. seven. Oh, so that's a seven. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, That. what's your hieroglyphs? 46. <laughs> that's a critical success. Is it, you no, that's that's a, that's an extreme there. success. You the numbers there. Is it? Oh yes, yeah, sorry, the one in yellow. Yeah. Yes, that's a seven. Cool, that's an extreme oh. success then. So yeah, oh. you one hundred percent. So there's actually quite a lot of interesting things that you find about this sarcophagus. Um, mm. In terms of the actual design and iconography, you you would know um, that it is it's similar to those found on artifacts from the eighteenth Egyptian dynasty, which. Okay. For layman's terms, would be around three one thousand three hundred and fifty BC. Um, strangely, on it, there are a number of irregularities um, with the hieroglyphs themselves. Um, it would take uh, some further in-detail study to be sure, but there's a specific language that it's using called hieratic, which is kind of the priestly script. Oh yeah. Um, which is unusual in the way it's used in conjunction with the standard hieroglyphs. Um, in, and furthermore, there's a name within the large cartouche, which I don't know what that means, but I think it's just a bit on the sarcophagus. The cartouche the is the bit where the name goes. The bit where the name it's goes. It's like in the front. Cool. <laughs> it's the so, big oval bit. Yeah, the oval bit. Yeah. yeah, so the name within the large cartouche uses pictograms that you've never seen before, despite your extensive knowledge of hieroglyphs and okay. Egyptology stuff. You've mm. never seen these, these pictograms before. Um, and there's a number of unknown and sort of disturbing images in these hieroglyphs that mm. are definitely not Egyptian in origin. And can you make a sanity check for me, please? Mm, okay. oh, good lord, it's starting oh. early! So, yeah, how do I... Hi. Hi. Um, you need to roll a D100 <laughs> and try and get below your sanity. Or match it. Or match it. Okay. Just a D1, D1, okay. Yeah. That would be a 2. So very much below your sanity. <laughs> cool. But um, you were complaining about your dice five minutes ago. <laughs> they seem to do, they're doing two rules the same. Let's see what they're doing next. Oh, 40. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do a 40 next. So, yeah, you, you're like, oh, that's a bit strange, though. I've never seen those symbols before. She's just um, like hella into it. She's not bothered. I know. Like, yeah, you're, so, so that's kind of what you can glean about the, the sarcophagus itself. In terms of looking inside, the inside's immaculate. There's no dust, no dirt, and it's... No idol. It is, there's no <laughs> idol. Um, but there's also no mark of where the idol would have been left. Oh, um, oh okay, so I'm telling you. Because there would be indentation. Never was there. Yeah. If it's been in there for centuries, even um, if the dust could shut. And thinking about it, the actual sarcophagus itself, you've probably like, probably opened a few sarcophagus yourself. Oh, yeah. You've discovered a fair number. I'm good with the crowbar. It's made of a material <laughs> that is... You've never seen this material is before. Is there a body in there? A mummy? Nope. nope. Oh, it's, Doctor, it's, it's uh, not Dr. a Green. full size sarcophagus it's about Dr. Green there's something else I noticed was missing the fucking person inside is not there either <laughs> and we're all hung up on the I think you might have a mummy she kind Problem. of looks at you and she's like well I mean it's not exactly large enough to hold a body well, it's a small child maybe you know, I don't know about the <laughs> Egypt they did used to mummify cats they used to be Could short be of accents <laughs> it's, it's, while it is a sarcophagus it's it's less of a, a traditional sarcophagus it's, it's, as far as we know it's more it's 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 specifically to hold the idol. 
Ah, see. It's, so, it's, so, it's, it's, it's decoration, ostentation, essentially. It's their the way best. of protecting a valuable artifact. So that's the last time I try and help, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it, it is Put a down. good observation. <laughs> <laughs> I understand you do not know as much about... The, Anything, apparently, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so helpful, thank you. I, I'd worry not. Just feel free to look around and... He looks around in his bag and then sort of quietly gets one of his hip flasks. Now, my my dear, I have to say, I'm quite perplexed by... So there's a couple of symbols here that I don't recognise. Also, this is made of something that I've never encountered before. Do you... What's it made of? Made of? Secret juice? I mean, that is all sort of part of the mystery of it. It's why the Idol of Thoth is so... So, so well, well, sort of like such a myth is it's completely different to anything else we've ever found from this era. And how did you know what you found was the idol? It's it fits uh, descriptions in various ancient texts and scrolls, um, as well as where it was originally found. As well as where it was originally found, um, was fits the, the, the description of where it was lost. Could you tell me what some of these symbols say? And I point to the weird, disturbing. Honestly, I'm <laughs> I'm not entirely sure what mm, what what they uh, what they mean. It, just like you, I've I've tried I've done some minor research on it, but we only recently came into possession of this. Mm. Um, mm. In fact, the fact that anybody other than Arthur Ormond has come into possession of this has been a big sort of stir in the in our community. I'm surprised you haven't you hadn't heard of it before. We've had nothing but daily phone calls from telegrams, well, phone calls, telegrams, and even visits from uh, people all across Massachusetts wanting to buy this. Academics, collectors, everything. In fact, we had a visit just a few days ago from a, a particularly unpleasant man. Um, do not remember his name. Was his name Indiana perhaps... Jones? <laughs> <laughs> was it perhaps uh, Warren Hollister? The man is disgusting. I mean, she kind of looks at you and gives you a look of like, I know, but I'm not going to say it. He is my boss. Um, it's like, you know what? Um, I think I have the man that visited his his, his business card still. I'll, I'll, I'll pop to my office and leave you here. and I'll be back in a moment. Okay. And she kind right. of... Uh, sort of like walks off with a purpose in a, towards her office. Mm. I like to think that actually, as a doctor, I am making notes. Mm-hmm. I'm making my wee notebook out and just sort of making a couple of notes. Mm-hmm. What? How do you spell idol of Thoth? T O T H. I thought you were going to no, say Froth. Idol of Froth. Cappuccino. No, it's T H O T H. That's what I. T O T H. Thoth. Thoth. I'm pretty sure it's T H T O. You said T H O Thoth because that would give you the the T H O T H. It was a H. Nailed it. I scribbled it out for no reason. Um, T H O T H. Yeah. Cool. Well, while she's pottering off away. to her office, I'm gonna have a wee nosy. I'm gonna look around the back of the ped like cool. the pedestal. Wanna... Oh, did she go around the back of the pedestal? Yeah, yeah, I wanna go around the back and have a look for hidden. Okay, so things. as you walk kind of around, it's a lot. It's put on like a large plinth essentially. Yeah. I want to look um, at that fucking plinth. So, as you walk around the back of the plinth itself, um, roll a spot hidden. Hmm. 70, I got exactly 75. Is that your that's, my, that's my spot hidden. Perfect. Um, so, you, you walk around the back, and I mean, it's not particularly hidden, um, but you see a large desk completely scattered with um, like books and writings and various different things, and... I'm assuming you would like to perhaps look at the desk. 
Um, yeah, I'd like to look at the desk. I also note that I am dissatisfied with the organisation of this person's desk. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, as a maid's daughter. As a maid's daughter, I'm horrified. Um, what what would be useful for that? I've got library um, use. <laughs> library use helpful. Potentially, yes. Cool. Like, um, we're, we're going for library use. Use library use. Yeah, library use. 28. Nice. And, uh, yeah, it's under. Is that a success? That's a success, yeah. Perfect. What degree of success is it? The average success. So just stand. <laughs> okay, so you, you kind of sit down. There's a, there's a, there's like a, um, like a fairly comfy chair there. Mm-hmm. And you sit down and you start like rifling through these, these letters, um, um, these papers. And there's actually a couple of books there as well. Uh-huh. Um, we'll, as you're reading through these, um, we'll pop off to... Someone else? What's Ralph doing? Ralph. Uh, Ralph. What is Ralph doing? Ralph is going to go and introduce himself to Athena, I think. Aww, who's... That's so sweet. <laughs> I know. Ralph's going to go up and he's just going to sort of like tug on her on the back of her coat and say, <laughs> Excuse me, miss. Um, my name's Ralph. I don't know if we were properly introduced. I, I've actually listened to your... I'm going German now! Oh my god! <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Should we go in German later? Oh! <laughs> ditch, has standards. Um... <laughs> Look, you could do worse than this dick. <laughs> oh. um, I, I'm, I'm sorry, darling. I'm, I meant to say to you, I, I genuinely do listen to your show quite frequently. Um, my chauffeur just... He, Loves it and he's obsessed with it, so I get I hear it most days and it's it's quite charming. Do cars it's... have radios at this time? They do now. They do now. Alternate history. I mean, there's there's a few pointers, but you're uh, you're doing very well for yourselves. Uh, yes, yeah, it's it, it, it's my it's my it's my life at the moment. Um, uh, me and uh, Dot are very 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 happy with how things are going, but we think this is going to be our biggest breakthrough yet. Um, and we, you seem to know your stuff. Uh, so we, I, I was, I was thinking that you could be a, a guest on the show or, or something. But we, we, we need to crack this one because I, I think it would be great, and we need to get as much information as we can so we can get into the juicy, juicy ghoul blasting. <laughs> <laughs> Lost for words. <laughs> yes, child. Yes. <laughs> Fab. Yes. No, now, no. what? Now, what? What have you got? What? What? What you understand? I see you've been having a good old look at this. Uh, what? What are you thinking? So, if, if you look at the the sarcophagus, yes, do you, yes, yes. Take it. You, do you know a lot about Egyptian history? What, everything. Yes. Everything. That's that's quite a bold <laughs> statement. Um, but yeah, so sarcophagus probably dates back to 1500 BC. Um, there's. I'm going to take my notes. There's, it's in a, it's in a different hieroglyphic use compared to what normally is used. So they're called heretic text. And if you look, there's some hieroglyphs that I myself have never been familiar with, and neither has Simone. So, some of it is quite disturbing, but it's seen worse. But what do you mean disturbing? Just images that you wouldn't generally expect to find on a sarcophagus. He like super wants to go look at it, like. <laughs> and the inside of it, it's there's no indentation, there's no sign of where this so-called idol of Thoth would be. I myself am, I've never heard of it. That's why I sort of want to come. Um, so I believe this is where you guys might actually come into play. 
This might not be a physical object we could be talking about. It could be something a bit more, a bit more spiritual, shall you, we say? You, yep, you, you got me that. Um, uh, so, so <laughs> when, when can we? Bless these girls. I don't know. I'm going to go and talk to my uh, my 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 friend Dot, and we're going to get our gear out, and we're going to start okay. investigating. Now, I'm going to be very clear with you here. Neither you or your friend are meant to touch anything that's around. I see you touching anything, and I kind of flash my keen sword a wee bit. But give him a wee wink. As <laughs> I'll, I'll cut you! I'm not trying to think, I'll fucking cut you. <laughs> but I give him a wee wink as I, as I do it. Just kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. In a, I'll cut you in a sexy way. <laughs> 12! And I strike a power pose in front of the sarcophagus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my head fucking 